Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, people, you know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band, which means another episode of the podcast commences. It is Unfiltered. This is episode 26. We are now the day of the Major League Baseball trade deadline. And thank you, Unfiltered Band. You can join the Unfiltered Revolution if you have not. Getting on board at Twitter at Casey Stern, jumping on my YouTube channel, subscribe and like all the videos and all that stuff as well. And uh, we continue to get this train rolling. A lot more for those of you who are getting this and we'll watch it in uh, sort of real time as we get close to the deadline. Taping this now about eight hours away. A little less than that until the deadline at 6 Eastern. want to remind you that I have multiple podcasts out breaking down deals today. So you want to stay locked in to uh, Apple and your Spotify and everywhere else where you get podcasts and in my YouTube channel and to Twitter. Also, speaking of which, going live like I did for years on radio, three-hour tour live today on Twitter and YouTube. You'll be able to see it streaming. I've got all sorts of guests. I'm going to be joined uh, by uh, all the Jim Duquette and Steve Phillips and uh, Tyler Kepner and uh, a bunch of people around the league. Todd Frazier going to join me today. So... Uh, really looking forward to uh, some of what's to come. And interaction will continue. You'll be able to ask questions of me, of the guests when they're on, react to deals, dogs and cats living together. Let's start with this. And I said this in a little short video, having some fun and poking fun at Mets Twitter. It's not just about, and I wear the hat here if you're watching the video side, it's not just about the Mets, right? Anyone who is watching the deadline over the years, who's a real baseball fan, if you're a dude, and, and that means, by the way, it's not male or female. Like, you, you're in it. You understand it. You get it, right? Then you know that in the past we have seen 35 deals in the final hour. That happened at a deadline four or five years ago. I was on the air for that. You've seen, speaking of teams like the Mets, the Yohannes Cespedes kind of uh, names move at the last second. David Price, the year that he was traded from the Tiger. These things happen. It takes a long time, all right? You got to chill out. You have to try and wait it out. I know there are players that went that you didn't get. But just think about what we've learned about disappointment already. The Yankees are in on Luis Castillo with the Mariners. The Yankees don't get Luis Castillo. Had already made, you know, Cash had Brian Cashman in the nice Benetton deal. What do they do? They turn around, get the next best guy, and get Frankie Montas and add Trevino too. And by the way, I don't think the Yankees are done. So you got to try and wait it out and see, right? Okay, you didn't. You wanted Trey Mancini. You didn't get him. Well, who's next on the board? You know, Jorge Lopez just goes, and I think it was a nice move, right? You see that for the Twins. Okay, who are the other relievers, right? Who are you looking at? Where are the dominoes falling? And, of course, the Soto mix. We'll get into all that. But, please, you got to understand, it's like this is human element. Think about it. You're not thinking about it as a person. You're thinking about it as a baseball fan. Become a human being. Think as a person. If I got five hours to make a decision that's difficult, I'm taking four hours and 59 minutes. If I got people bidding to tell me, think about some of the dumbest things you ever decide that take forever. I don't know what I want to eat tonight. No, come to me last, right? Waiter or waitresses come to you and you're on that side of the table and they walk over. You're waiting till the end of the table. You have no idea what you want to eat. I'm thinking cheeseburger. I don't know. Maybe I want a salad. I'm supposed to eat healthy. I don't know what I do. I want a coffee. I had too much caffeine today. No, maybe I can, but I'll get a Diet Coke instead. You don't even know what you want. And you're taking that extra two minutes. That waiter or waitress is going around your table. Think about this, people. It's human element. This isn't baseball. It's not even business to find out the decision you're going to make. 
New Year's Eve, the most overrated night of the year always. It's like the senior prom year after year, especially if you lived in New York like I did most of my life. It's like, my God, can we not overrate anything more than this? I don't know what I want to do. You got four different people, groups of friends texting you. You're like, ah, maybe I should stay home. You wait till the last second. You don't know. Every kind of decision that we have a deadline on, we wait until the deadline. So don't be surprised if your team pulls off the move you want in the last five minutes. You have to be prepared for that. Now, afterwards, and we'll do a lot of reaction podcasts and all of that, then you can shout and yell at me, how did we not do this? Our team doesn't care. Our ownership doesn't want to do this. And why don't we do that? All those things can happen afterwards. All right? Let's go to late, late last night's deals and go there. I, I think for... The Astros, you got to really love the aggression and the race that the Yankees and the Astros know they're in. They know they're clearly the two best teams in the American League. Right now, there's a huge gap between those teams and everybody else. Anything can happen. We understand that, right? Barring the Twins beating the Yankees in the playoffs, which will never happen. But anything can happen, right? Seattle adds Castillo. They're probably not done yet. Be aggressive, right? Tampa Bay, as I speak now, in on Contreras, in on other names. We've heard Syndergaard with the Jays and others in the mix, Right. The, the teams that are on the outskirts in the darkness on the edge of town, as I like to say, for really the contending aspect of not just getting to a postseason, but winning a World Series in the American League may continue to be active. But right now, the Yankees and the Astros know they're the two best teams, and they're acting like it. The Yankees weren't done with Ben Attendee. Oh, we lost Castillo. Well, you know, maybe, you know, if, if Severino's back healthy and we don't need this, and yeah, okay, King's down, but we got young kids and we got homes, eh, despite giving up the three-run home run a couple of days ago, they could have sat, they don't rest on their laurels because the pressure is there for the Yankees and for Brian Cashman this year. And the Astros know that's the team they got to mirror, right? That, that's, that's the team they got to beat. So the Astros have been unbelievably active. They add Trey Mancini. They add Christian Vasquez. They make the deal, uh, you know, and I don't know how that'll pan out because I've watched down here in Atlanta what Will Smith has looked like this year, but they're trying to do what they can. And I don't, by the way, as we sit now seven some odd hours away, think the Astros or Yankees are done. I would almost bet you both the Astros and Yankees have deals that we're talking about after this deadline that have not even been made yet because they know they have a chance to win. That's the whole prospects thing. It's not about giving away everybody you ever had. It's not, oh, my God, I don't want to ever see a young kid play baseball. I mean, come on, people. Think about it within reason. It's I push the pedal. If I got a chance to win, I go for it. I take a chance to win. It's not always going to work out. Mentioned the other day, Carlos Beltran, rented once by the Astros by the, for the Kansas City Royals, hits eight home runs in a postseason, earns a big contract, then with the Mets after, right? Gets rented by the Giants for Zach Wheeler. That doesn't work out. Same player once it did, once it didn't. You don't know how it's going to pan out. That's why you throw darts at a board. Of course there's luck involved. But it's not about whether or not it works. It's about the perception of what it means. It's about what it says to guys in the clubhouse. It's about what it says to your fan base about how much they think they could win, how much the ownership is willing to put their money where their mouth is, how much that they know they could use controllable players. And we all know that, right, those are free, but that it's not about that. It's about getting that team a chance not just to get in the postseason, but to do some damage. It's about if you're Alex Anthopoulos a year ago, adding the names like Jock Peterson. And adding the names like Jorge Soler and finding a way when they lost out in the Ben Attendee mix and need an outfielder, Duval Dunn, what am I going to do, right? To think about other things besides, of course, which was great, the extension of Riley, but going and bringing in Grossman. And now what else do I need? Now they're in on Syndergaard. This is what teams who want to win do. Let's talk Juan Soto. 
I've been saying this entire time, if you've been following this podcast, more of a chance that he doesn't get moved than he gets moved. I, I'm going to sit. Now, look, I, I, and I love JP, and I know John Morosi, and he's not throwing out there that you know he's fully confident they're going to be moved if he doesn't know there's already a bird in hand, as they say. You know, somebody's saying to him, the Nationals feel good about an offer they have, right? And there's no guarantee, but that they, they have had one of these offers raised to the level where they feel like, okay, I, I could save face, and this would be the kind of move we'd make. Right? That's what it tells you. Who knows if that's the case? But remember this, and you need to understand and still remember this. The Nationals could still change their mind. The Nationals have all the leverage. Mike Rizzo knows he can go into an offseason and go move Juan Soto at that age with two full years of control. Right? So it depends what he's going to get. Now, when you have more than one team, you've got a, a little bit of a bidding war. How deep of a bidding war? Who knows? We continue to hear the only three teams, and I've heard the same people I've called, the same teams involved. It's the Padres, it's the Cardinals, and the Dodgers. If you want to trade for Juan Soto and you root for a team that is trying to trade for Juan Soto, do not tell me not one time, do not say it out loud to your friends and family that I'm not giving blank. There's no blank. You don't want to give blood. You don't want to give your kids away. I get that. You're not giving a prospect. Hang up the phone because they're never going to be as good for the rest of their lives. I can't guarantee you anything. Literally. I don't know, Jack. Can't guarantee you anything. I can guarantee you this. Look me in the eyes, okay? Juan Soto, we're talking about a one of one, I've been saying, in terms of the category that he's in, like a back of a, of a crazy baseball card you get, right? He's the one of one. When you're getting the one of one, I don't care whether it's the Gormans or the Walkers or whatever team, depending upon who it is, the Harrells, all these days. I don't want to give this guy. I don't want to give that guy. That's okay because you're, you are following them and you've become a favorite of them as a fan. And as a fan... In terms of want, like I like, I want to root for it, that's totally cool. If you actually are trying to explain to me that it's not worth it or trying to explain to me that you don't think that it's a smart deal to trade any prospect in a deal for Juan Soto, then you're being an idiot because Juan Soto is one of one. I don't know what guarantees of health or what's going to happen the rest of his life. We can't, we don't know any of that, all right? But we know this. The guy's a Hall of Fame level talent. This is a dude, all right? This is a legitimate dude. That we know. So don't tell me what prospects you don't want to give. Now, here's where the Padres are interesting, and I've talked about this, and let's go back to it again. Last year, Max Scherzer, Padres thought they had him for like seven and a half minutes. Right? It was like Mike Piazza, the Marlin. Like, it, it, literally, it, it, it was a tribute video. We thought we had him, right? In San Diego, they thought they had him. They didn't have him. And not only didn't they have him, but he went to the Dodgers, and the Padres went away and ran and hid, and Max Scherzer was a huge difference maker. So don't think that it's any kind of coincidence that the Nationals have kept the Dodgers in this mix, because even if they like the Padres' prospects and their package, the more that A.J. Preller believes, and that ownership believes in San Diego, that there's even a chance that Juan Soto could end up playing against them and beating them for division titles for the next two and a half years with L.A., a team who clearly we know could sign up long-term and would, which means you're dealing with it for the next decade and a half. There's no chance to let that happen. This is not a coincidence, people. The Nationals know that. They know they can use that. They know that they can take advantage of that when they make a deal, right? So they're, it's like how many teams over the years we used to see always would have the Yankees as part of it. They'd always have the Yankees as part of the situation, right? Because they raise the bidding. It makes it easier for everybody, all right? So understand that we got a lot, even in the next few hours, to learn about the Soto situation, okay? 
Jose Quintana, we talk about the Cardinals. Nice addition. You know, is this going to change their life? It's not. I think they needed higher value. The thing with the Cardinals that you got to remember, though, and this happened with Seattle. Seattle was in on Soto, and it would have made a lot of sense. But they couldn't, using Marte and the prospects they have, go land Juan Soto, go land Luis Castillo. They made a choice. Once they made the Castillo choice, they're out of the Soto conversation. The Cardinals clearly did not have that happen to them with a Quintana deal, but that is part of why it's Quintana and why it wasn't, and they were in on Frankie Montas, and why it wasn't somebody else at a higher value. And we don't know if Rodon's on the board. Get to that in a second. So the Cardinals still are able to play around in that area. Now, remember, for the Cardinals, even if they're in on and get Juan Soto and trade their prospects, a Rodon, if he becomes available, would still be available for them. As good as Carlos is, it's still a rental, and you're not giving as high of the tier of prospect if you're the Cardinals in a deal like that. It's where the Giants become so, so interesting today to figure out where they are. Let's talk sellers. Giants, you've got obviously Jock Peterson. You think about higher level Rodon. You got, they've got other names. They've got relievers. Are they going to be in the mix? Do they decide to sell, right? The Orioles, Mancini, gone. We've already seen Lopez gone. Now you know, and it's the right thing. Michael Elias going to take the uh, opposite subtract thing I've been telling you for days. Two steps forward, two steps back. But... Does that mean there are other guys that maybe we get calls on that could be plucked? Perhaps. Christian Vasquez, gone. J.D. Martinez right now, and I talked to somebody about this even this morning, value too high. The Red Sox are asking too much. Now, you might think, okay, that means that nobody's ever going to deal for them, but a lot changes in these hours because the Red Sox know that. If you're selling a car, your used car that you have, and you want really, you say to your, your husband, wife, friends, whoever, hey, look, I, I really feel good if I got five grand for this thing, right? When you put it out there in the market, eBay, Craigslist, however you're doing it, you're putting it out there for seven grand. Then it's sixty five hundred. Then it's six thousand. You know you'll take five G's, but you're not gonna tell somebody. Cause even if they think you want six and they hit the one in the middle, you just made five hundred bucks more than you think. That's how trades work. It's the same way. I expect J.D. Martinez's market to drop, and I think J.D. Martinez, there's a good chance now I think he gets dealt by the time the deadline is done. Wilson Contreras, definitely going to move. Ian Happ, definitely going to move. Two teams to watch for Happ for me are in the American League East with the Jays, especially with the Springer situation, and I still think with the Yankees, because remember, they brought D.J. LeMayu in. They didn't even know where he was going to play. Booney and Brian Cashman, that group, they love being able to kind of fit in. You've got the Stanton injury, the size, and getting them off the legs with Stanton and Judge. You've got, I don't know what Donaldson's bat is. We know Gallo's going to be gone. So there is a spot there, I think, still to work around. But the value and the control and how much is that going to cost is a question. But Hat will move. Contreras will move. Contreras' situation is really simple for me. The Mets and David Robertson have a match. They have really fit in well in terms of all of that, and he's not nearly as valuable. But to, to match up for Contreras, the Cubs have tried to get into the Vientos, the Mauricio, and the Alvarez, and those the Mets don't want to move those guys. Beatty, they don't want to move those guys in general. They definitely don't want to move them clearly for a rental, and I understand that. Even with the prospects or cool parades are cooler, I get that. Now, if that move was going to push the Mets over, let's say the Mets had no pitching, and they could go rent a Max Scherzer right now, I go ahead and I do that for Max Scherzer. But that's not what they need because they have this DeGrom guy who's returning, and the rotation's kind of pretty darn good already, right? The bullpen arms, I think, are clearly the priority for the Mets, but watch Contreras. I still think, I still think, really, there's a good chance he ends up on the Mets, but we'll see.
It depends on the value and the packages because now that the Rays and a couple others are in the mix, it's more of an opportunity for the Cubs to say, hey, this guy gave me that, you give me this, and it's like the game Qbert. You're one step up at a time. Watch the sellers. Watch the buyers. I'm going to continue to put out a bunch of pods today in addition to going live at 3 o'clock Eastern time. I want to stay... You know, as as little of the evergreen, if you've watched my podcast before and you've been with this on this unfiltered revolution, a lot of them are going to be great guest conversations and topics and lists and, and things that you know, which I want that you could go back like six months from now. And I love that in a pod and go listen to it in your car. Today, I want to be the guy you go to in terms of what am I getting in the here and now. So we're going to keep putting these out. I got Todd Frazier joining me later. We've got a ton of guests planned for our live show again. Join me on Twitter and YouTube, streaming live at 3 o'clock Eastern time. You got to believe, B-L-E-A-V. I will keep you posted on all the moves as they happen, and we will break them down together right here on Unfiltered. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.